Hello, gorgeous, and welcome to another episode of Big Lash Energy. I'm your host, Jaina Marie. Thank you for pressing play today. You have no idea how much it means to me that you're here. And if it's your first time listening, welcome. Please get comfortable. We saved you a seat. When I started this show, I promised you crazy date stories, and it's been a minute since I told one. The other day, someone sent in a request, and I thought, you know what? It's time. I feel like these stories are great for a laugh, and if you're listening while in a relationship, you can go to sleep with a smile on your face knowing that you're not missing out on a thing by not being in the dating world. (laughs) Are you ready for this? Good, because today I'm coming at you with two date stories of people who surprise the hell out of me with their crazy. One thing that might surprise you is that one of them was a lady. I said what I said. Now let's go. Welcome to Big Lash Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses, and laughing at ourselves along the way. Now here's your favorite hype woman, Jaina Marie. Jaina Marie. First up is Simeon. Do we have to talk about this guy? Oh, I'm going to need some wine. Where do I start? Well, okay. Ricky and I don't usually get to go out to party in the summer because it's mostly all work, no play. But we'd been grinding hard and needed a night out of dancing. So we got dressed up and went out on a Tuesday. I remember most of the clubs were closed, but there was one with a line. So we figured that must be where the party was at. Ricky went to check her coat and in the process lost the ticket that the coat check girl gave her and for some reason she started to give Ricky attitude. I was so tightly wound from a couple of busy months that I was just not having it. I said, uh, chill honey, she's trying to find it. Just calm down. And the chick goes, um, I am calm. I said, oh you are? Well, maybe you should tell that to your face. Now, I don't normally talk like that so I clearly needed a night out to unwind on a dance floor. So we paid the cover, got our hands stamped, and when we finally entered the club, it was was empty. empty. Like legit 20 people in the club with a line outside. I hate that. We wanted to go tell the doorman to just go let all the suckers in line inside so that we'd actually have someone to dance with. But one thing about Ricky and I is we can have fun anywhere. We actually usually prefer an empty dance floor because then we can shake our asses without creepers grinding on us or having to tell people to leave us alone. So we each got a drink. There was no line. (laughs) And we decided to make the most of the situation. Hey, we weren't working the next day and that's all that mattered to us. That's when Simeon walked in. He was confident, dressed super sexy, and his cologne smelled just delicious as he walked by. He stood at the bar and I motioned to Ricky that that over there, the space around him, was going to be our new dance floor. He got his drink and leaned on the bar, watched us dance, and I was starting to get a bit excited, like, oh my gosh, I think he's looking at me. I mean, I shouldn't have been that shocked. Ricky and I were, after all, making up 50% of the female population in that club that night. But I guess he was waiting for the liquid courage to hit, or maybe he was inspired by the Usher music blasting over the speakers, but he finally approached us. We had danced all night, and he was so proper, like not slimy at all. He gave us our space, and although he was mostly focused on me, he was also mindful of the fact that I had a friend there with me, which I super appreciated. The night ended up being so much fun. We danced so well together and the energy was seriously on point. Every once in a while, we'd make conversation and he seemed smart and gradually more interested in me. Finally, he leaned in and said, I think I really like you. Which would have had me blushing if I hadn't seen him drink five gin and tonics. <laughs> he goes, I want to take you out on a date, but 
I want to do it right. I want to go big. You should tell me what day you're off, and I'm going to take you on an overnight trip to Whistler. I was shook. I tried to hide my surprise and play it off like this was a totally normal date idea, but he could tell that I was struggling with what to say. He goes, you know what? Talk it over your friend, and if she says it's a good idea, we'll pick a night for next week. I said, don't you have to work? Of course I do, but it's nothing I can't cancel to get to know you better. Again, again, shook. shook. Was he really that interested in me? There had to be a catch. Was I going to wake up covered in blood in a bathtub missing a kidney? I was scared, but he was cute, so I wanted to find out. I went to the washroom with Ricky. I mean, that is the official boardroom of nights such as these, is it not? And I told her what he'd asked me. I said, there's no way I should say yes to this guy, right? I mean, I don't even know him. She goes, Jaina, you're always complaining that men don't make an effort. You can't reject someone when he finally does. The tequila shot that I'd had five minutes before that decided she was absolutely right. So I went back and told Simeon that I'd love to join him in Whistler. A huge, beautiful smile erupted from under his hat, and he immediately opened up his calendar on his phone. There was only one day that following week that could work for me. So he said, perfect, I'll make it work. He said, all you need to do is drive us. It's about a one and a half hour drive. And I'll book and pay for everything else. Pick me up at 8 a.m. next Wednesday. And I agreed. It was a date. I kind of had to pinch myself. Was this for real? Did he really mean it? Was he really going to book a hotel for me? Because I'm really not used to this kind of thing. I'm usually the one doing all the planning and the paying. (laughs) So Wednesday morning rolls around and sober Jaina is seriously regretting taking tequila's advice. (laughs) But I'm a woman of my word, so I packed an overnight bag and drove to the address that he sent me. I pulled up, texted him to say that I was outside, and he said he'd be right out. I sat and waited as someone completely unfamiliar looking walked out to my car with a nod like, hey, let's do this. I was frozen. He didn't look a thing like the guy I'd met in the club. I'd very clearly been hatfished. Do you know what that is? It's like being catfished, except when a guy looks hot with a hat on and not not when the hat is off. By the time I realized, he was already in the passenger seat of my car, giving me a kiss on the cheek, saying, I've been looking forward to this all week. I put on a good playlist and prayed to Mariah Carey that her music would help me find peace. Now, let me get something straight. He wasn't ugly, okay? He was actually like, you know, quite handsome from the eyebrows down, (laughs) but his hat had definitely been hiding a never ending forehead. It wasn't a deal breaker. It just took a bit of time to get used to. I was thinking, all right, big head, let's do this. (laughs) We made conversation, enjoyed the beautiful view along the way, and then checked into the hotel that he'd chosen and booked, which was again, super rare for me because I usually book and pay for everything for everyone. So Simeon was a personal trainer. As soon as we put our bags in the room, he asked if we could go see the gym. And when he saw it, he suggested that we do a workout together. So I was in one of those phases where I was like hellbent on working out as often as possible. So I was super down and I got changed and we made our way there. Once we got to the gym, he asked if I wouldn't mind taking some photos of him for his business Instagram account. It's a little bit strange for a first date, but I love that kind of crap. So I agreed and I was all in. Like I am that friend that makes sure you get the good pictures. Just ask Ricky. I have amazing pictures of her from everywhere we've traveled together. Meanwhile, me, 
Not so much. I mean, it also helps that she's a lot more photogenic than I am, but... I was doing all the things to catch the perfect angles of this guy. And I'm talking like... From the ground up to kind of hide the massive forehead, if you know what I'm saying. And I hyped him up the whole time I did it. I'd show him images and ask if he wanted something shot differently. He'd give me his feedback. And eventually it seemed we had a really good handful of really nice photos for him. So we went back to the room feeling productive. We showered separately and got ready to explore the hill. I know so far you're probably thinking, wow, Jaina, what's the problem here? Well, this is where things started to get weird. So our plan was that we were going to get dressed up really nice and go for a fancy dinner. So I was touching up my makeup while sitting on the floor like the real ones do. <laughs> and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Simeon goes, hey, can you delete all those pictures you took of me today? I was confused. I said, um, would you like to see them first? There are some really good ones in there. He goes, no, just delete them. I said, well, how about I send them to you first and then delete them? I mean, I really didn't want all that time I'd spent to have been a waste. He goes, no, I want them deleted now. Then he got very serious. He goes, they're of me. I own them. I want them gone. He'd definitely gotten his point across. So I started to delete them. At the same time, he starts asking if he can see my phone. And I said, no, it's fine. I'm deleting them. Then he grabbed the phone from out of my hands. I stood in disbelief while he scrolled through all of my files of images and into my settings. He goes, I'm not used to iPhones. I said, what are you doing? I want my phone back. Let's be real. I was single at the time, so my photo album was a treasure trove of danger, like booty pics, thirst traps, all sorts of things. He took my phone to the other side of the room so that I couldn't reach it anymore. I started to sweat. Keep in mind, I don't know this person. I had no idea what he was doing on my phone, what was going through his head, or what the heck this was all about. I was now really mad at the tequila. He finally explained. I'm trying to find your deleted folder because pictures that get deleted go into a deleted folder and you can recover them. I finally lost my cool. I mean, seriously, what did he think I was going to do? Add these stupid pictures of him and his fucking landing strip of a forehead walking backwards on a treadmill to my spank bank so I could flick my bean to his stupid ass on a lonely Friday night? I don't think so. So I said... What the hell would I want to recover pics of you for? What do you think I'd do with them? I didn't even want them. You asked me to take them. I just want my phone back. This is a serious invasion of my privacy. Well, that's where shit hit the fan. He absolutely lost his mind and decided to speech at me for, I'm not kidding, an entire hour about how my privacy is irrelevant if I have something that belongs to him, i.e. the pictures, on my phone. I felt like a little kid getting speeched at from the principal and I was not having it. I really wanted to call the night off. After all, I was the one who drove there so I could have left his dusty ass in Whistler. Thankfully, he calmed down and said, listen, I didn't come here to fight with you. Take your phone back. Let's go out to eat. I really didn't feel like it. I said, well, we may as well go casual because I don't care to go anywhere fancy now. And I started to look for something comfortable to wear. He goes, no, no, no. I brought you here for a good time. We're going to go somewhere nice. It's pretty ironic of him to say that, considering that he was the only reason I wasn't having a good time. So I decided I was going to try and shake it off. I mean, I may as well enjoy it if I'm there. So we got dressed up, walked through the village to one of the fanciest restaurants in Whistler. 
Now we're seated at a beautiful table at candlelight, and I can see he's really trying to kiss up to me. So the server approached the table to fill our waters and randomly asked us, trying to make conversation, So, are you two celebrating something special tonight? And Simeon replied with a confident smile, Yes, it's our first date. She looked at me and said, Wow, are you serious? This is a pretty intense first date, huh? I said, Yeah. We don't even know each other. She laughed and said, I admire that you're being so open to love. And I thought to myself, Love is really not on the menu tonight. She walked away and Simeon adjusted his collar a little, rolled up one of his sleeves to his suit jacket. He said, I'm really happy you agreed to this. Meanwhile, I was thinking, I really wish you wore a hat to dinner. (laughs) I didn't have anything nice to say, so instead of talking, I just smiled. That's when he sat up straighter and asked me, Can you do me a little favor? I really didn't want to do a favor for him at all. He said, Can you take a picture of me sitting here? I'm sorry, five heads say what? Did you seriously just ask me for a fucking picture after everything we went through with that stupid gym photo shoot? I immediately blurted out, no, 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 I can't. I'm not taking a picture of you. I've already learned my lesson. He goes, I know, I know. I'll behave this time. I won't complain and I won't ask you to delete it. I just really want a photo of this moment. So I grabbed my phone, took one very unenthusiastic photo, showed him the back of my camera. He smiled and said, I love it. Great. We went on with dinner. It wasn't terrible, and we managed to make it through the rest of the night with just one other awkward moment. Our plan had initially been to spend the entire next day on the hill going on all kinds of adventures, but when we woke up in the morning, Simeon decided there's absolutely nothing fun to do in Whistler, and maybe he wasn't feeling that well anyways, so we should probably go home. This was so annoying to me because I love Whistler, and I had a long list of things I wanted to do. It blew my mind that he'd call the place boring. But I was also super done with spending time with him. And I guess he was done with me too and making excuses to leave. (laughs) So we packed up the car and drove home mostly in silence. I think I liked him much better sick because I didn't have to make conversation, even if he was just faking it. I dropped him off, did my best not to peel out as I left. (laughs) And I vowed that I'd never talk to that guy again. He called me a few times, but I didn't answer the phone. I didn't really think he needed an explanation as to why I didn't want to see him again. And a few more days passed. I'd forgotten about his dusty ass. Then one day, after driving home from a long day of bookings, I walked through the lobby of my apartment building on the way to my unit, and I saw him in his ginormous forehead standing there, right outside the glass doors of my building, staring at me. I had no idea how long he'd been there for. He waved, like... It was nothing, and I panicked. Do I open the door? I can't exactly pretend I'm not here. He's looking right at me. I hesitantly opened the door and asked him, what do you want? He goes, well, I was just in the area, and I decided to stop by because I think we need to talk. The only thing we really needed to talk about at that moment was how the hell he knew where I lived. I said, what is there to talk about? He goes, well, I know our trip didn't go that great, but I really do think we're meant to be together. (laughs) What? So I just want to spend a little more time with you. I need to ask one favor for you. And I, it's it's not big. All I want is to spend four days a week together. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? To me, that's a full-blown relationship. Honestly, I don't even think I'd seen my husband that often when I was married. For real. I tried my best to politely explain that I didn't have the time or the desire to do that. And he got really hurt and left. He tried reaching out a few more times, but I ignored him. Six months went by. 
One day, my phone rings, and because I hadn't memorized his phone number or even saved it in my phone, I answered, not realizing it was him. He goes, I'm really sorry to bother you, but I was just wondering, do you still have that photo you took of me at dinner? I did some quick scrolling as I rolled my eyes and said, yeah, it's right here. He goes, would you mind sending it to me? I'm thinking, are you serious, buddy? But whatever, I sent it to him, thinking, let's just get him out of here. And a few weeks later, that familiar image popped up in my Tinder feed. It was his Tinder profile picture. (laughs) No wonder he didn't ask for a picture of us at the dinner table. I guess at that moment he realized, well, this date's not going great, so I may as well use this as an opportunity to get more dates later. Little did I know that my photography skills were going to be helping him get more ass in the future. At the end of the day, I'm not mad at him. It was a nice photo. It's just too bad we can't leave reviews for guys we've dated so that when someone clicks on his profile, they could see me saying, decent guy, fun on a dance floor, creative with date ideas, but that was overshadowed by his random outbursts and creeper tendencies. Ask to see him without a hat before you agree to a date. Two out of five stars would not recommend. (laughs) The Simeon saga felt kind of like the last straw because... It had happened after another series of kind of tragic dates. And so I was just kind of at the end of my rope thinking either I'm just going to give up dating completely or I need to come up with a different plan. I need to change the channel and try something new. Something's got to give. So I went back to Tinder and this time I changed my profile to woman seeking woman. I mean, what can I say? Desperate times call for desperate measures. So this is what the other side of Tinder looks like. Women seeking women. It's it's different here. It smells like Victoria's Secret body spray. Replies are faster. There are more emojis. So many emojis. And now instead of dudes holding up their catch of the day, I'm browsing through dog filter selfies and yoga poses. It's a whole new world. A new fantastic point of view. <laughs> At the time that I was doing this, I'd been doing hair and makeup in the city for 13 years. So I kind of felt like every single face was familiar. Did I do that girl's grad? I think that chick was on a bridal party a few years back. Oh my God. Is that one of my past brides? It truly felt like this new pond I was fishing in was a landmine of past clients. So I was highly selective as to who I was going to swipe right on. Then I landed on Kelly's profile. She was a cute blonde whose bio had enough sarcasm that I thought we could have some fun conversation. Based on her photos, she looked happy, athletic, and apparently she worked as a police officer. She had a job. Great. (laughs) We matched and then started to talk. She clearly had a no BS attitude towards dating because that very same night, she invited me to go out to a pizza place for dinner. I immediately told one of my friends who was shocked that I was going on a date with a woman, but also not that surprised because of all the bad luck I'd been having with men. (laughs) I knew nothing about dating women, except I'd heard once that in a couple, one of the women is usually the chapstick and the other is the lipstick. And I kind of always wondered which one I'd be. Like, sure, I'm a makeup artist, but I don't see myself as that girly at all. Like, I grew up playing sports. I'm mostly career driven and I tend to be more logical than emotional, if that matters. But when I pulled up beside her in the parking lot, I had my answer. I was driving this little white Honda with pink writing all over it for my business. I had giant pink lips stamped on the side, Jana Marie makeup and hair. Meanwhile, she was driving a huge lifted truck with giant wheels. It looked like I would need a boost to get in. So, all right, 
I'm lipstick. She got out of her truck and smiled when she saw me. Thanks for showing up on such short notice. Then she took my hand. Well then, I was forward. We got into the restaurant and we were told that we'd have to wait for a table. As we stood there, I looked down at her hands and I said, your hands are so tiny. And she goes, no, they're not. You're just used to a man. Touche. We got to our table, took a seat, and ordered our food. The conversation was easy. It was almost like just talking with one of my buddies. She talked a lot about what it was like being a police officer and the fact that because people lie to her for a living, she doesn't trust anyone. Okay. Cool, cool. After a while, I noticed that I'd gotten a text from my friend. It said, so how is it? I wanted to give her an update, so I excused myself and went to the restroom. Once I got into a stall, I called her and I said, she's nice, a little intense, but maybe it's just the way she is at first. I stopped as soon as I heard the bathroom door open. Then footsteps. Are you calling your friends to say how the date's going? What the fuck? I totally forgot that on a date with a woman, the washroom's fair game. She can still come in. Shit. I hung up the phone without saying goodbye and said, what? No, my mom just called. She said, sure, honey. And then walked out. My heart was racing. What the hell just happened? After that, she made it pretty clear she was into me. She was sending texts all the time. And whenever she tried being sexy, she would tell me that she wanted to handcuff me to her bed. Now, normally, I would think that was kind of hot, I guess. But when a police officer says it, it kind of hits different. You know, it's like, would I ever be able to get out? <laughs> I remember one time she sent me a picture of her bed and she said, I want to handcuff you here. And I thought, or we could do something else. (laughs) We went on a second date. This time we were going out dancing. Now when I'm out, I like to move around and make friends with everyone. Like we're all partying together. Of course I was paying attention to her too, but I guess it wasn't enough because anytime I spoke to anybody else, she would be staring me down. It actually made me pretty anxious. I decided to focus on her and avoid the drama, but after a while, someone that I danced with earlier came up to me to ask something. I don't remember what he said, but I know it wasn't relevant. And she lost lost her her shit. She said, so why don't you just go home with him then? Wait, what? Yeah, I mean, obviously you like him. I said, was it obvious? She goes, yeah, you know what? Fuck this. Then she ran from the dance floor and I didn't hear from her for three days. When she finally reached out again, she apologized for her little spat and blamed her hormones. Oh, right. I'd never had to deal with a second PMS before. I figured I'd give her the benefit of the doubt, and I decided that if we were going to continue to see each other, I'd just have to avoid her for once a week out of the month. She told me that she was going to go to a barbecue with some of her police officer friends on the weekend, and she wanted me to come as her date. It felt like a pretty bold move for me since I wasn't exactly identifying as you know, being gay or whatever, I was only getting to know her to see how I felt about the whole thing. So what if someone there knew me? But I thought, you know what? Screw it. I could just go with her and see what happens. The barbecue was fine. Slightly awkward considering everyone had stories about being out in the field and I'd never been referred to as a civilian before. So that was strange. I was the only person who wasn't on the force. The evening consisted mostly of tipsy conversation in the host's kitchen. I wanted to leave so much earlier than Kelly did, but I stuck it out. At the end of the night, I drove her home, and before she got out of my car, she goes, I think we need to talk. I said, sure, what's up? She goes, I don't know how to say this, but I'm pretty disappointed. I said, you are? Yeah, you didn't touch me all night. I said, oh, uh, I'm sorry. She goes, all the police officers were expecting to see us together, and you didn't do anything with me. Now let's get something straight. I hadn't done anything with her physically at all until this point, so I definitely wouldn't have done something for the very first time in front of a room full of bros. That would just be weird. 
For a second, it had me feeling like maybe this whole thing was really just a way for her to turn on the men that she worked with. I said, I'm sorry, what? I didn't realize we were supposed to be the entertainment for the night. In fact, I didn't even know what they knew about us. We just met. Then she got extra serious. What are we? I need to know. I think it'd be cool if we moved in together. Wouldn't it be nice to have someone to split the bills with? Uh, crazy cops say what? I want to start a family soon, too. So we need to figure out where this is going. Whoa, Kelly, enter police sirens here. I'm not going to lie. I kind of wanted to reach over, open the door, push her out of my car and peel away. How fast can I get this car in reverse? Nope, 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 nope. This is just not okay. To all the women dating women out there, I gotta hand it to you. You're the real ones, cause yikes. I just know that if I had to be in a relationship with two menstrual cycles, somebody would end up in a body bag for one. (laughs) I just can't. I realize this was only one person, but I have heard before that women move fast when they're with other women. This was lightning speed. Sorry, not sorry, Kelly. I don't want to move in. I don't want a family with a lunatic. I'm not down to put on shows for the bros in your police department. And I refuse to be tied to you on a dance floor like we were born attached at the hip or in your creepy handcuffs. My Yelp review of this one? Don't let her blue eyes and sweet smile fool you. This pint-sized police officer packs a punch. She's moody, controlling, and full of surprises. Though she wasn't a good fit for me, she'd be the perfect match for an exhibitionist who needs help with their rent. Bonus, if you like playing cops and robbers, you'll get cuffed on the third date. One and a half stars out of five. Would not, would not, would not recommend. Well, that's all the crazy date stories I have for you today. To be honest, I really hope that both Simeon and Kelly found what they were looking for. Unfortunately, it just wasn't here. But this is what dating is all about, right? You meet people, you learn what you like and you don't like, you get a really good idea of what it is that you're looking for. And eventually when the right person comes along, they stick out. I hope you liked listening to these stories today. If you did, could you pretty please share them with a friend? I hear every time you do, an unsuspecting Tinder date gets freed from Kelly's handcuffs. It's true. (laughs) Thanks again for listening. I always appreciate every time you press play. And I do need to mention, I got a DM from someone the other day who wanted to send some really nice feedback. And she said, you're probably not going to see this because you probably get hundreds of messages every day. Uh, No. No. Actually, I don't. There are days and days when I go without messages. So if you ever feel like reaching out, please don't hesitate. I love to hear from you. So anyways, until we speak next time, please go be your most fabulous self. And don't forget to spread that badass big lash energy everywhere you go. Thanks so much.
boca y el 